Well, hello. Or is it good morning? Or better yet, God bless you all. I am the president and founder of the Children's Rescue Mission. And uh, just give you a little update because uh, this church does a lot for, for the children in Honduras. And um, again, we, we're just providing uh, food to hungry kids, water to thirsty people, and we provide clothes and medicines to sick people. Of course, we pray for some of them and they, some of them are healed. You know, we believe in all those things, you know. Uh, the power of prayer is beyond our understanding. But let me tell you, man, women praying, men praying, and children praying is, let me tell you, it's more powerful than any army that you can imagine. Um, yeah, I was supposed, I'm telling you, see? Uh, I thank you. I thank every one of you who's doing something. You know, that's what I'm here um, to tell you, that in Tupacente, a lot of stuff is still happening, you know, um, we continue feeding kids. We provide about 1,000 meals, over 1,000 meals um, a week, you know. And in addition to that, there is a horrible time in Honduras because the coffee season was very bad. The coffee was destroyed a lot by a fungus called Roya. So a lot of people are in, in desperate need because they didn't get money to buy their food or, and their clothes and their school supplies. So it's been a horrible year. So uh, we have been approaching churches and people to help us too. And then teams have come with tons of food. We went door to door to the families we serve and distribute food for um, seven days worth of, uh, of food for them, you know. And um, we packed rice, beans, and whatnot. And off we went with the groups and different teams um, to visit the sick, the elderly, and those single mothers that have their uh, kids sick and whatnot. And um, uh, we went to very, those that have been in Honduras, they know there are some difficult areas over there. And uh, uh, we went to those places that really are in tremendous needs. Some of those people are not just, they just cannot find a job or they are sick or they have problems in different areas. So, and a lot of people live in very bad conditions and uncommunicated. So we, we get to them in one way or the other, even when there is dirty water that separates us. So, and uh, um, in addition to that, we try to bring hope with uh, um, empowering people, uh, teaching them. We, this group brought also, in addition to food, they brought uh, some computers. We restarting again the computer programs to teach classes free of charge for all those people we serve that cannot afford it. So um, those guys did a, a great job, and um, uh, we are continue to uh, encouraging people and letting them know that it's okay to dream to be something. That they can do these things through Christ who has strengthened them. That they can be what? They can be teachers. Amen to that, right? That they can be pilots. That they can be engineers. Yeah. They can be doctors. Even doctors, yes. I believe they can do it. If they believe it. And they swallow what I said. In Jesus, you can do all things. You know, and let me tell you, that's not a fairy tale. That is not a fairy tale. You can do stuff. You know? And we went to let them know that they are not defeated. That we have Jesus with us. 
and that um, even though they're single mothers with kids and they don't even know what they're going to do and that they're hungry and all that, we can tell them that they are not alone, that there is oasis here and other groups and Jesus that is sending us over there to be with them and for them and that we all, that's me and the co-founder, and um, yeah, and that's what we've been doing this summer. That's what we do through the whole year, right? And uh, we do it with your help and your prayers. You know, if you cannot give or whatnot, and pray, pray through. And you know what? God does amazing things, let me tell you, with prayer, you know? So we're still at the same place in Norwalk. Um, visit our website. Um, and that's what we do year-round, 24-7. Okay? And as promised, should we talk about love, then? Let's talk about love. Yeah. It's not never, never too late or too early for love, right? Romans, Romans um, 5.8 says that, uh, that God demonstrates, demonstrates his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ, Christ died for us. And what I, what I meant before, that there is love in the air. There is love in the air. There is lots of love in this church. There is lots of love in this place. Look. Bow your heads and close your eyes for a minute or a few seconds. Close your eyes. You too, Preppy. And think, when was the last time that you felt, you felt love? You felt loved. When was the last time that you felt that you do from the bottom of your heart loved someone? Sometimes we do take that word very lightly. But it's a powerful something. It is a feeling. It is a knowing. What does it feel to love someone? What does it feel to demonstrate love? Lord, you made us from your own self. We have your image. And you are love. Your word says so, Lord, that you are love. That's your nature. Those are your genes. That's who you are. You are love. Embrace us, surround us, fill us with that love. Let us have an awesome understanding of, of the power of that word 
let us understand your love and let us feel it. Teach us to love. Teach us to give love. Embrace us, love, Lord. Love us, Lord. Teach us how to love you back, Lord. But God demonstrate his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, when you're little, when, when even you are in the womb or your mommy, you feel loved. It's amazing how, how a mother or a dad loves someone even before he's physically here. He's in there somewhere, and yet, wow, the minute that kid is, 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 is born, you, you, you lied, you, you give your life for that son. Nobody's going to come to your house and mess with your family, right? Because you love your family, right? It does, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, um, or and you you demonstrate your love in many different ways. How do you, how do you demonstrate your love? And some people feel or think that they they haven't been loved enough, or they never. And and there is and there and it is a fact that some people um, cannot express, even though when they love someone. They are not affectionate. They cannot express it. They cannot say it. Yet there are others that are uh, all over their mates and oh, they cannot stay away. They hug. And, and look, remember those times when when there were no cell phones and you had the, the, the actual one, one, the only one phone in the house. And you had a teenager who, who was in love. Uh, get off the phone. It was hours and out. Why? Because she said, I'm in love. And the way she would express her love to that boy was to torture mom and dad by staying in the phone for three hours. Yeah? Yeah. And those are great things, to fall in love. And the results? I love Stephanie. A year, two years, three years later. Right? Yeah, there are a lot of babies. Ashley and Tim just have another baby. Praise the Lord for that. So, how do we say other people or our friends, our families, that we love them? It's very easy to say, I love you. 
And we take it sometimes lightly. I love you. But that is, and we, you know why? Because that's what, how we built. That's how we were made. We were built and made to love. Ever since you were born, you, you are thirsty for love. You cry so your mom and dad or whoever is around you come and give you attention and, and hug you and, mm, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, you've seen those little, uh, that kids, get, I mean, every kid is so beautiful. So, you know, there are some that are a little chubby. You wonder, oh, just. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to you want, you want, uh, 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 hug them and, you know. Squeeze him and, and tell him, you know what, you're, I see God in this. You know what, you see God's love and stuff like that. And you know, as you grow, you're gold. Every, see, you can, everybody's gold is find love. Find a mate who they can fall in love with. Am, am I right? And they say, amen, for God's sake. Yeah, look, look at those over there. Look, look, they, they look like little birds over there, yeah? They're in love. They're not shy of, you know, expressing their affection for each other. That, look, when you hear a teenage girl or, or a teenage boy or a young 12, 13, 14, I'm in love. And they go through a crisis because they... You know what? Because they think they're in love. And I just, kids, when you're really in love, you're really in a deep trouble, buddy. You cannot sleep well thinking about that person, right? There are not too many people in love here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, about time. (laughs) Yeah. You, You see... Wow, I mean, how, you gonna, how do you want to say that you're in love with someone, you love someone, and you, the week goes by and you don't even know where that person is? <laughs> you don't call, you don't check in and whatnot. The honest thing is that when we are in love, when we love someone, we cannot stay away from that person. But would you love if you knew? Would you love if you knew the skeletons in his closets? Oh. That's true love. When we get into that. Yeah. Would you love if he if you knew that he has dark secrets. That he's a social drinker. And when he gets drunk, he tends to lose it. Would you love if you knew that he's a social 
cocaine sniffer from time to time. Would you love if you knew that you were going to have a a blue eye? Or that the dishes were going to fly across the room? Would you love if you knew that that person is going to break you, your heart five years from now? Did Joseph love Mary enough when he learned that he was pregnant from somebody else? I'm talking about Joseph and Mary, right? You guys are familiar with the story, right? (laughs) And you know that there is that kind of, there are some people that they know that someone is carrying a baby and they fall in love and they say, you know what? I'll take you in, I'll marry you, and I'll be a father to your kid. And they mean that. They don't get married and then later they are digging the past to start fights and all. No, they truly mean it. Because some people get married because they are really in love. Because they really love that person. They are willing to lay that, the, their life for that person. To give their life for that person. Would you love someone if you knew that has this truck load of troubles? Would you still love him if you came to you with a bag of, with a huge baggage? Would you? One thing is, you know what, when we don't know someone very well, and still when we Let's say, you still marriage, right? Still, when we marry someone, even if we think they, we, know, we know after the years passed, there are going to be troubles. And you would say, wow, if I had known this, <laughs> you know? But you know what? We are humans. And you, whether you like it or not, one day, if you're human, If you are God's creation, if you have God's image in you, you are going to fall in love. And you know what? And you're going to express love to brothers and sisters and friends. There are different kinds of love, right? And you will demonstrate your love in one way or the others. In the things we do for those people. And the gifts we give. And the hugs we give. How do we demonstrate that to our family is important. 
to our relatives, to our brothers in Christ. A church where there is love in the air. Let me tell you, it's a powerful church. Love prevails. The enemy, when he wants to come and, and make a mess in your church, is not going to prosper. His works are not going to prosper. Because the love there is in, between brothers and sisters in Christ is going to cast out every weapon of the enemy. And no weapon is going to prevail against a church that has the true love among his members. And I exhort you and I beg you to cultivate that. To express it. To let your brothers and sisters in Christ that you do love them and you care for them. That you're for them in prayer and in presence when they're sick in the hospital somewhere or whatnot. Show them and let and you pray. Let your prayer be after today that that love increases. That creates between you guys a bond that no weapon can destroy it. Demonstrate that. Demonstrate. Among each other, a pure and powerful love. Demonstrate it to your pastor. You know, Dennis is traveling in a spiritual journey. And let me tell you, it is because he wants to be a better pastor, it's because he wants to serve you better. It's because he wants to be a greater man of God. He wants to be closer to him. He wants to hear from him so he can minister you better. And your pastor cares for you and loves you. And all you can do is love him back. And express it to him. Express it to his family. I don't know who they are, but... Of course, I know them. <laughs> and, and I don't know. They, you know, it's, those, are the kind, those are the kind of things. Celebrate the pastor's day or something. A pastor's appreciation. Show him that he's important to you. He will... Re- Answer to God one day for your souls. When he's, you come to his presence, he's going to come and say, this, are the, this is the flock that you entrusted me with. All right? Think about that. Members of the board, think about that. Pick a day in the year. And starting from head, from the highest person to the to the one that does the cleaning or whatever. Treat each other with love and respect. And show this community 
that you do appreciate one another and you appreciate your pastor and celebrate it. That's, That's a mandate that we demonstrate our love to each other. You know why? Troubles will come. Problems will come. And if you, if you don't have true love, you will run away from your family. You will run away from your friends. You will run away from your church. And that is what the enemy wants. He wants you alone. It is harder to dis- for the enemy to destroy someone that is accountable to a body, that is accountable to his family. But when there is true love in the air, in your family, in your church, nothing is going to against you. It's going to stand against you because Corinthians 13 verse 4 says that the love is patient. So you want to be patient with your... Doesn't matter what brother or sister is going through. You're going to help him with his burden. You're going to be patient until he gets where you are. Love is kind. It does not envy. So don't envy my Mercedes, okay, when you go out here. You see me driving in the nice... No. On the contrary, when you see your brother and sister prosper, you praise the Lord and wish him even better. Right? Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. It's placed by itself. It doesn't really need me to elaborate. You know what is self-seeking, right? It is not easily angered. So if you get mad easily, if you get all pissed off about anything, maybe you need a a fix of love. Doesn't mean that you don't get angry, right? Doesn't get you get mad or what? It says not easily. A 
That doesn't mean your husband cannot even say hello or talk or whatnot. And you, no, you don't get angry that easily when you have when your heart is full of love. You know, it, love doesn't keep record of wrongs. Are you guys digging this? So, Michael, forget about what happened 10 years ago, man. Bear it. Gone. It keeps no record of wrongs. Honey, you forgot my birthday 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that time? Give it a chance to love. You, when you start digging, let me tell you, you're going to find dead bodies. You're going to start, you're going to dig stinky stuff. Love and stop digging. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. So remember, like I said, through love, is you're going to lay your life for your rest of the family. No one's going to come and mess with your family. The church is the body of Christ. They are your extended family. So don't let anyone mess with one of your members. Someone comes to with dirt about somebody else. Hey, wait a minute. That's my buddy you're talking about. That's my sister in Christ. She might be the, the thumb or the finger or... The arm, but she is part of the body. He is part of the body. So you're going to protect him. You're going to protect each other. Always trust. Yeah. Love yourselves to a point that you can trust that you're accountable to God, that you are going to do what's right. Always hopes. Love always hopes. Let me tell you, have you heard this before? The, the last thing you lose is what? Hope. Please. Always be hopeful. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. The sun will be shining after the darkest, the darkest night. Cultivate that love and you'll see that your hope is going to go up to the roof. 
Love always perseveres. That prayer thing is not one time, it's not one day, it's, you know. The love seeking thing, seeking God's love thing, is everyday thing. And the last thing that I'm going to say is in the first paragraph of verse 8. Love never fails. God is love. Does God fail? That's how, that's how we get through any mess that comes to your front door or through the back door in your house or in the church. You face it with true love. You know, but what greatest love, true love, that is, that the one that comes from God, right? The passage says again, that God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while he knew he loved us even though when he knew he knew what? He knew that we would rebel against him. He knew that for the the smallest thing. God knew that for the smallest thing, we will curse him. Have you hit your finger when there is ice cold out there? Oh. Do you say, hallelujah, or say something else? <laughs> what is your heart filled with? Is it filled with God's love? What is it filled with? Oh. What is the first thing that comes out of your mouth? When you hurt yourself, when someone hurts you. God loves you even though he knew that you would blame him for everything. The economy is what it is today, not because of God's doing, it's because of greedy men's doing. And it happens that we just got entangled in this whole mess. And you blame him for not having a job. And you blame him because things don't go the way you want. But 
But in the midst of your cursing and your anger, he is patient and is waiting for you to come to your senses that he is working on your behalf. That he knows that you're angry and you are upset and you're blaming him for everything. Yet he still says, I love you. And I demonstrate this for you that knowing that I gave my son for you. Knowing that you wouldn't appreciate it. Knowing that you would enjoy sin and pleasures more than my presence. Knowing that from time to time you would be a mess. And that you cannot even go to the mirror and see yourself and feel proud of everything that you're doing. I have seen myself in the mirror times and what? What are you doing, Miguel Giron? You know what? And thank God for his grace, for his favor, for his unconditional love. Because no one, and I mean no one, is except from sin. Remember that adulterous woman that was brought to Jesus? And they said, Lord, we brought this woman to you because she was found in adultery. She was found committing all these horrible acts. What the Lord said, if you think you're free from all those things, please be the first one to throw the first stone. And let me tell you this. We do all those things and we are horrible sometimes because we lose touch and we lose the sense of what the love of God is. And we run away from that love and you will reject Those open arms. We forget that Jesus died in the cross, opened his arms, it was nailed. This cross is pretty, it's beautiful. And the crosses are there. To remind us, there is no power in that cross. But there is power in what happened in that cross. And what happened in that cross is that Jesus was hung and crucified. So you and I wouldn't have to pay any price. So you and I could understand how much love God loves us and we would come to our senses and love him back. 
We do sometimes run away from God because we are empty. Because we are thirsty and, and don't drink from the living water. There are times when our life is empty, very empty. But all your joy and all your peace is free to you, was given. It's an unmerited favor. He's there, crucified. Eternally in heaven before the Father. Because he rose and he's there. So you come every time you're thirsty, you come to him and drink for that water. And whoever drinks from that water will never be thirsty again. Because of that unconditional love, he died. So those that are hungry come and eat that eternal bread. Because Jesus is the living bread that came from heaven. So that you eat from him and be hungry no more. So he was given, knowing all the mess we were, to fill us with his eternal love. And as a result, he is our water, he is our bread, and he is our eternal everything that fills us with joy, with peace, with love. The beauty of this is that whatever happens last night stays whatever happens. And you come to the cross right now and you are washed in the blood. And the beauty is that the minute that you say, Lord, wow, I've been. And you recognize, let me tell you, because Nobody came to judge you. And nobody's going to judge you. Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn the world. All we need to do is come to the cross or to what happened in the cross and accept it. And he's going to extend the middle. You come to him. You know why? It doesn't matter the, the, the hole you are in. He says that his hand has not become shortened. His hand is long enough to reach 
to wherever you are and pull you out from that mess. Only because he loves you unconditionally. No matter what. No questions asked. He loves you unconditionally. And you know what? Record sponge through the blood of Jesus. Nothing happened here. It's been washed away. So don't leave home if, you, if with any burden, all right? Don't, don't, do not go home because, because of guilt. Because someone is pointing a finger at you. Because of what happened 10 years ago. Please, leave everything here today. And go home with joy. And you say, Brother Miguel, just like this? <laughs> yes, just like this. Whether, whether you like it or not, or whether the accuser, because you know what? The one that accuses you is the devil. The one that tells you, wants to keep you condemned, is the enemy. And right now, we're telling you, go home free! Go home free, my brother, my sister. He died in the cross. So whoever accepts that sacrifice and decides to be washed in that blood can go home free. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Lord, your eternal love, unconditional love is sufficient. Your blood washed us. There's nothing too horrible that we can do to upset you, that would upset you, would change what you did in the cross. Thank you, Lord. We come to your presence. We come to your presence, Lord. Acknowledging Christ's sacrifice in the cross. And that blood that was shed for me and for everyone in this room, Lord, is sufficient. I can breathe, Lord. Bring right now a sense of peace, forgiveness, love. In each heart this morning. No one is going home. Burden Lord. We live here. 
will lift the burdens. Your word says, come to me, the heavy laden, and you will give him rest. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we are unloading ourselves. We are dumping our load here, Lord. freedom this morning. There's no condemnation this morning. All the past is gone. All things are made new right now. Everything. I mean everything. God is telling you everything. Everything has been made new. All things are gone. You have a clean record. Thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. And give you praise and honor. God is good. Okay, I'm going to say God is good and you say all the time, right? And then vice versa. All right. On three. One, two, three. God is good. All the time. time. All right. Thank you, guys.